Numbers 13. And I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters this morning and all your prayers, your faithfulness, your help. And uh, there's a work to do. There's a battle to fight. And we need to help. Amen. We need to be doing God's will like never before. And we have been in this series talking about I refuse to be limited. And this is our sixth in the series. And we miss some of you Wednesday. If you get a chance and can look up Wednesday nights, it was a lot of review. But uh, I feel like the Lord was really there in a strong way. I'd love for you to listen to that, please. I think it'd be a help and a blessing to you. But we are going to move on today and, well, continue on today and from Numbers, the 13th chapter. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your strength tonight, Lord, today, God. Thank you for your help today. And, God, I pray for each one that's in this house, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Can you help us pray? Can you reach out to him? Oh, Lord, we praise you, God. Oh, thank you, God. Lord, have your way today. Talk to us today, Lord. Speak clearly to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. Numbers 13, verse 25. It's what really when it was happening, what was being talked about there in Psalm 78 that we've read probably five services in a row. Numbers 13, 25 says they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. They went and came to Moses and Aaron. And to all the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled, very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. God bless you. You can be seated. They cried in Egypt hundreds of years. Slaves under the cruelty of Pharaoh. And God sent Moses to deliver them and said, let my people go. Amen. He got them out of slavery and headed them toward the promised land. Can you, uh, it was a bit of a journey there. There were difficulties along the way, but it should be no surprise to any of us that they were not too hard for God. Amen. No matter what they came up against, no matter how they felt like this was going to be the death of them, God had an answer to help them keep moving forward. Amen. Now they're getting ready to get into the promised land and Moses in, sends in spies and says, go, go, go spy it out and see that it's not everything that God promised it to be. <clears throat> and they come back and 
they tell him, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessed. It's a, it's unbelievable. They brought back some of the fruit. It's, it's amazing. We've never seen anything just so abundant. And it, it is that land flowing with milk and honey. But there are adversaries. There's troubles. Let me, let me just break it down to you the way I feel like God laid it on my heart. Can, can you imagine God just talking to his children at this time? God speaking through Moses and say, hey, listen, I heard your cries. I saw the suffering that you had in, in Egypt. I heard you say that you, you needed me to somehow hear, hear you and deliver you. And, and, uh, and I did just that. You're not slaves anymore. Your children are free. Your families are free. You're, you're no longer living. In, and I've got a place for you that's going to be yours. You know, the, 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 the slave shack that you had didn't even belong to you. Amen? Right. The food that you had, you had to rely on them. And, and, and you suffered and suffered. But I've got a place for you. I've got a place prepared for you. And it's going to be great. Right. Now, the trip here. There were difficulties in the wilderness. But understand that everything that you came up against and you said, what are we supposed to do now? We're going to die of thirst. But I satisfied that thirst. Amen. Oh, no, we're going to die of hunger. No, and I, I met that need too. whatever came your way. When you faced enemies in the wilderness, I was there for you every time. You're not a warrior. But I gave you strength to overcome. And I've got a a place just across this river for you. Now listen. The fear of the unknown is very real. Not knowing what it's going to be like not being a slave anymore. To be in your own home with your own family. It's amazing, but there's still that fear of the unknown. It's a new life. And as the spies said, there are, there are adversaries. Some of these guys are a lot bigger than you are. And there's armies. But listen to me. I, there's more with you than there are with them. I've been with you while you were getting out of Egypt. I, I've been with you in the wilderness, and I'm going to be with you there. Not only is there the fear of the unknown, there's the fear of, uh, of these adversaries, but I'm, I'm going to help you every step of the way. And you are going to be blessed. You can read about it after their 40-year journey in the wilderness. and Moses tells them, you're, you're going to be the head, not the tail. You, you're going to help others, not asking for help. Lend and not borrow. I'm going to bless you abundantly. Everybody in the world is going to see that your God is greater than their idols. That your life is greater than their sin. They're going to see just how good that I can be to you. And and they're going to want what you have. It's not always going to be easy, but... 
I, we're gonna, I'm going to be there with you every step of the way. And every battle is just going to be a step forward. Because you're going to spoil your enemies. You're going to come out richer after the battle. Amen. You're going to come out stronger after the battle. That's what God did finally to them. Joshua, the first chapter. Joshua leads them into the promised land after they rejected God some 40 years before that. God's plan, rather. Joshua gets the those that made it through that 40-year wilderness journey. And he's leading them in. And he's God tells him... In Joshua 1 verse 5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee or forsake thee. God told these people, I'm I'm going to be everything you need. I'm going to be there. There's no battle that you face. When you get there and you say, I, 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 I never faced this before. I already knew it was coming and I'll be there with you. I'll give you what you need. Defeat, if you follow me, if you walk with me, defeat is not an option. You'll keep growing. You'll keep being blessed. But they refused. And they limited God. I told you many times in this series now that how do you limit how does someone who is mortal, finite, weak, limit an immortal, infinite God? You can't bring God down a notch in his power. You can't make God any less God. But you limit yourself by what God can do through you and in you. Amen. God's got so much. I believe that God just, he loves us so much. I believe he gets excited. Oh, I can't wait for you to see the gifts I have for you. I can't wait to, to, to see how, how, how much I can overtake you every day with blessings. But they refused. They, they, they got scared. They hardened their hearts. They refused. They looked at the battles ahead rather than the God that helped them get that far. Amen. I wonder if some of us already have kind of applied this in our lives today, because that's how we read the Bible. We look at these things and say, wait a minute. God, just how you talk to them. You talk to me. You talk to me through your word, through the preaching, through your spirit, just dealing with me. And Lord, I was so lost. I thought I was having the time of my life and everybody around me thought I was doing so good. But inside I was so empty. So scared, so angry, so alone. God, I times I cried and said, God, I, I. I need purpose. I need meaning in my life. I'm nothing satisfies me. And and God, God comes and he says, I'll set you free. 
All those things that everybody said, oh, you're going to have the time of your life. These cigarettes are going to be great. This alcohol is going to be awesome. And it's bondage. It's addiction. These drugs and these these uh, illicit uh, uh, relationships. It's, oh, it's, that's living the life. And Lord, I was bound by it. it. Didn't bring me joy. Pleasures of sin for a season left me empty. But God says, "I'll give you life. I'll I'll raise you from the dead. That's real salvation." I'll give you an abundant life. I'll take, I'll break those chains. All those times you said, I'm quitting. That's the last one. That's the last time I'm done. I'll break those chains. Where it's not you saying, oh, I gotta, I gotta do my best. I gotta, no, I'll, I'll give you something better. I'll be, I'll give you something glorious. I'm not taking some. This is the thing I wish people could know. And I think it's every one of our responsibilities to let this, this world know. God didn't take anything away from us. God didn't make, I'm not, it's not that I'm not allowed to do those things anymore. My religion, my church, my preacher, they're so strict. I'm, it's like a, a mean mom and dad. No, no, no. God's given me life. Given me better. Uh, God said, I'm going to take you out of darkness and give you light. I'm going to take you out of death and give you life. I'm going to do it miraculously. Just like Egypt's army drowned in the Red Sea. I'm going to break those chains for you to never have to worry about it again. When you're thirsty, when there's a, a need in your life that's not being fulfilled, I'll fulfill you. That hunger in your life, that emptiness inside, I'll, I'll feed you with righteousness. I'll put something in you that is satisfying. That you won't have to keep looking for answers. Old country song said, looking for love in all the wrong places. 80s band. Everybody listen to. In the old days, said, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I want to tell you what, when God feeds you with his salvation, he satisfies you. Amen. Put something in you that you don't feel like I'm missing out on something. You don't, I don't feel like oh, I, I don't get to. God, God, God gives you. He said, come unto me. Yeah. Amen. You that are athirst, come and drink of springs of living water. Are there battles? Oh, there's battles. Right. But God helps you every step of the way. God gives you strength to overcome battles and be better, learn and grow. Amen. You, You miss out when you don't just let God be God in your life. You limit God. You are settling for less. What is what did it was Jeremiah tell the people? My They spoke in the name of the Lord and said, my people have committed two evils. They forsook the living waters and they've hewn out cisterns. They can't even hold water. My people, he said, have committed two evils. People that claimed that Jesus has done, but you limit God. I refuse to be limited. 
I refuse to when there's an almighty God that loves me so much and has so much to, to, to bless me with. Why would I choose to hold on to anything that would limit me? He'll help you. But listen, just like God told them through Moses, God tells us today, I'm not done with you yet. There's heaven. But before you get there, I've got a plan for you. Oh, but God, I, 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 I'm, I'm comfortable with the un, with what I know. <laughs> Even though I know it's not great, I'm I'm scared to step away from the old and walk in the new. I'll be with you. I've already shown you I've got nothing but love for you. Amen. I'll be there for you. Yeah, but will there be battles? Yeah, there'll be battles. But I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Nothing will be able to stop you. You keep your eyes on me and you let me work in you. I'll work through you. And when it's all said and done, you'll be more blessed than ever before. I never, never hesitate to let people know at the best that they're doing. Hey, it's not over yet. It's going to get better. Because that's how God works. God says, I'll lead you in the battles. I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you direction. I'll, I'll purify your life and perfect you. I'll let you lay aside all the weights and every sin that so easily attacks you, besets you, the Bible says. And I'll be there for you. Hallelujah. But are we like those children of Israel? I know the devil tells you, you don't have to go into your promised land. You're safe right here. They weren't. They weren't safe in the wilderness. They all died in the wilderness. They didn't make it to the promised land. The ones that refused to let God be God and, and limited God, thereby limiting themselves. They didn't make it. They didn't make it. They were out of Egypt, but they didn't make it. They weren't slaves anymore, but they didn't make it. They were eating manna every day, but they didn't make it. God has a plan for us, not just to say a prayer and, and call ourselves Christians, but to perfect us, to purify us and lead us into something greater. I want to tell you about something here today that I believe is a, I, I, you, I don't know that you've ever heard me say this before in all these years of preaching, but you know, everybody says, oh, there's, there, there's a secret to a victorious life. But I, I really believe there's something that, that a good many people miss out on to have a powerful walk with God. Mark 16. We could go to any place in the Word of God that is the last few moments of Jesus on this earth. We're going to go to Mark. You could go to Matthew 28, Luke 24, Acts 1. Jesus led the disciples for about three and a half years. Mark 16, 14, he gets ready after his death, burial, resurrection. He's getting ready to ascend into heaven and pour out his spirit 
for the birth of a New Testament. So let's pay attention to what he says. Afterward, Mark 16, 14, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and he upbraided them. He scolded them. Isn't that right? All right, Sister Ashley agrees. He scolded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Those are the same type of words that limited God in the Old Testament. They hardened their hearts with their unbelief, limiting God. Said, I can't move forward. I can't leave old things behind. I can't see all the blessings that God has for me. And they choose to lose out with God. God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. He's a good father because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Verse 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, every creation of God. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They cast shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Let me tell you something, church, that I believe limits Christians today. You're not walking in the fullness of the joy that God has for you. The fullness of God's victory for you personally. When you're focused on yourself. See, let me tell you something about your battles. You got this. We are more, we are well able. You don't have to worry all day. How am I going to face another day? How am I going to overcome this? How am I going to face the devil? What am I going to do? You are well able. God's got you in his hand. You're going to win. You need to focus your attention outward. The happiest, most fulfilled, most victorious people in the church are people who are focused on God's business souls. Amen. We were, you were created. We were created to be like Jesus. Jesus, if he wasn't just trying to bless, help, minister, he was on his way. Or just came back from. That was his life. He lived in humanity as an example for the will of God, his kingdom. You are fighting battles. You are against just a lot of spiritual wickedness, the Bible calls it. Amen. But God's got you. You're going to be all right. You need to just put that in God's hand and be focused on what God wants you to focus on. Not what could happen. What if this? Oh, oh my, here's the worst case scenario. Oh, here's my fear. But God, is there somebody around me that I can help get to heaven? Is there somebody around me that I can strengthen? I can encourage. I can build your kingdom. God's got to work for you. And so many people miss it by being a good church member, trying their best not to backslide. And you've missed it by a mile. Because the first time you start thinking, oh, I I just sure don't want to back. Why is that even an option? 
Start being a blessing. Start being a help. Start looking at your prayer time and saying, God, I want to get behind praying to help my family, help my brothers, my sisters, this community, this nation. I want my prayers to mean something for your kingdom. Oh, God. I know the Bible says, lead me from temptation, deliver me from evil. But that shouldn't be your whole prayer. Amen. Oh, God, please help me not to say the wrong thing. Help me not do the wrong thing. Help me uh, help me not to mess up. Help me. Hey, why don't you start believing God's going to help somebody and save somebody and then get up and be a part of that? Oh, I still pray. I still praise. You know, my dad used to say, you want a medal for that? Or do you want a chest to pin it on? <laughs> I was a little guy. <laughs> Listen to me. We ought to be, that ought to be a given. That doesn't give us points. Amen. We ought to be able to just go ahead and say, you know what? That's, that's given. That's who I am. Now help me just be, help me let my praise help the kingdom of God, help my worship, help God work through. Are you hearing me today? That we can see that our lives. You know, the most miserable, you know why selfish people are so miserable? Because you don't, you don't have the sense of accomplishment. You work hard, you fight battles hard. And at the end of the day, all you did was survive. That's miserable. That it is miserable to work all day and feel like you're two steps back from where you started. People ask me, it's just kind of my, my thing when I ask them about how their day's going and they say, oh, I'm so busy. Did you get anything done? Yeah, I did. That's a good day. Yeah, you're right. People in church that don't know what it's like to have a good day. They weren't a blessing. They weren't a help. They weren't a strength because they checked out and only say, you know what? I'm praying still, God. I'm, you got your talent hidden in your little napkin. Come on. There's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. Look at Jesus life. He said, the works that I do, ye shall do. Amen. He was doing, he was blessing, he was giving, he was serving, he was dying for souls. God has you in a safe place. God has you in an advantaged place. God positions you in this life to have advantage over the devil. That's why the Bible says don't let him get an advantage. Selfish limits you. Selfishness limits you. Oh, I'm still, I'm still just hanging on. You're limited in a mindset that is built for losing. It's true. This idea that I'm still just holding on. I'm still doing what the, what I have to do. Are you, are you helping anybody? Are you blessing anybody? Are you strengthening anybody? Amen. No, I'm just holding on. That is, that is a loser mentality. You are set up to fail. Because the kingdom of God is about doing, giving, loving, serving. Amen. Jesus said, when you do these things, happy are ye. Okay. Jesus, make me happy. Get down on your hands and knees and wash somebody's feet. Woo. What's that mean? You do the job, the dirty job, the stinky job. But you do it for God's kingdom and you're happy. People just holding on 
thinking that is a lifestyle of God. Spinning their wheels in the wilderness. You're limiting yourself. I refuse to be limited. By such a small, like loser, limited mentality of just making sure I get across the finish line and I don't leave church, I don't give up, I don't stop praying. I still pray. Do you do you fight battles? Do you join together with the church to fight battles and win? Amen. I've told how many times I've told you worship. It's more going on. You just giving God, you're awesome. There's battles going on. There's best warfare. And and your team is under attack. What are you thinking? What are you doing about that? Oh, I still praise it. Listen, I want you to get this mindset of an understanding of what it means not to be a slave anymore in Egypt. Not what it means to be wandering in the wilderness, but to be in a promised land, living a life that doesn't limit yourself. It's a mindset of being in the defense that God never, never intended. I heard a lot of preaching in my life. And this is what's tough for people because they have the wrong mentality. Everybody's backsliding. You better not backslide. Everybody's compromising. You can't compromise. Everybody's losing out. Don't you lose out. And we're scared to death just not to lose out with God. There's a better mindset than that. You can get the idea and the understanding that, you know what, you're safe in God. Stay safe in God. God's gift. He said there's more with us than there are with them. Amen. You're more than a conqueror. But you know what more than a conqueror really means? Hello? You know what more than a conqueror really means? You're going to win, but you're not just in it to win it for yourself. You're going to help your family be saved. You're going to lead other people to be saved. You're going to help somebody else get strength, and you're going to pick somebody else up when they fall. You're not just a, a winner. You're going to help other people win. Right. Amen. Amen. You're going to minister to the loser. You're going to minister to the hurting. You're going to minister to the broken. And you're going to bless and you're going to help and you're going to be like Jesus. Yes. Selfishness limits you. When all you can think is, I'm so close to losing. I'm so, no, so I, I don't want to back up. I don't want hey, what a back up. Just keep moving forward. With everything you got. Look what Paul said in Romans 9. Romans 9. This is the kind of burden the New Testament talks about. A lot of this chapter really deals with Paul bringing the church of those that have a Jewish uh, background and those that are not Jewish, Gentiles, together. And that this was always God's plan. And that the Jews, because they had the very, the legacy of faith, the legacy of the word of God, the law of God, the prophets, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that they should be leading the charge. But so many of them were not able to move forward and do what God wanted them to do. And look what in Romans 9, Paul says, I say the truth in Christ. You have it? In Romans 9, 1. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ 
for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Paul was very misunderstood. He's still misunderstood. A lot of people really, I believe Peter in his epistles wrote about, they, they wrestle Paul's words to their own destruction. And they still do today. But Paul said, I've got such a burden for my brethren, my family, the Jews of this day that, that don't know Jesus like I do. I, I tell you, I have such a great heaviness and sorrow, continual sorrow in my heart. How did Paul, we've said it so many times, how did Paul, beaten, whips, rods, stoned, if you could beat somebody with it, <laughs> Paul probably had it coming his way. Shipwrecked, living like a prisoner, living on the run, right? How did he keep going and not give up? He was into work. <laughs> he, he continuously, it didn't matter who it was. He was going to minister to them. He was going to help them see Jesus in them. Other prisoners, people that were holding him captive, he's leading them to Jesus. Amen. If there was something to do for God, he was in it. And it wasn't because it was easy. It was because that was his life. He says here, I wish myself were cursed from Christ. It means that much to me. When you only care about yourself, you cannot be what God's called you to be. When you don't see the souls around you, you limit yourself. When you're thinking about what I'm going to get, what I'm going to get out of it, what I'm going to receive, what I, oh, me, 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 what I'm about. Jesus said, if you want to gain your life, this is why I said this is a secret, uh, a key that so many people miss. You want to gain your life, you got to lose it for my sake, he said. Amen. You give it up. You give it over to God. What's your will, God? Every area of my life, I surrender to you. Amen. You want to lose your life? Try to hang on to it. Try to defend it. Try to hold on to everything you've got. The easy way. The convenient way. God's got work to do in this, even in this generation. I'm afraid I told you about the preaching that is just too many backsliders, too many hypocrites, too many compromisers, too many lukewarm. God, just help me not blow it. But there's another kind of mentality. It says, oh, we're just coming up to the end and it's going to be so hard. Let me just hide away from all the powers of the devil. No, now's our time to fight. <laughs> now's our time more than ever to fight and win. Amen. God's working. This idea that we just got to survive. Listen, there's, do you know what God wants to do through you? Do you know all the little ways, times you can pray, times you can help and be a blessing and be a strength? If you continuously look at what do I get out of it? What do I have? What about me? What about your miss? You're limiting yourself because that's not there's that's no joy in that. Jesus said for the joy that was set before him, he adored the the cross, suffered the shame of the cross. Because that's how you were created. That's how you were created. If you've ever, ever, ever one time just stopped 
try to help somebody learn a little bit more about Jesus. Try to show somebody what Jesus would do in this situation by living it for them. And you walk away. Maybe they didn't just drop to their knees and cry out to God, but you walk away and you say, God, that's amazing. The joy that I have. That doesn't have to be a once in a lifetime or every other year kind of thing. When you get the mentality of God today, the people around me that I work with, the people around me where I'm shopping, Lord, help them to see you in me. When I get to the house of God, Lord, help me. Those people need you. They're fighting battles. I want to help them. I want to be a part of a team that strengthens and builds, helps. And I want to be a part where I can be the blessing, not just the one that receives all the blessings. One more scripture, Philippians 1. Philippians 1.20. According to my earnest expectation and my hope. That in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness as always. So now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. Whether it be by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul said, I want to magnify God. I want my death to magnify God. I want my life to magnify God. That's what I, that's life for me. Listen to what he said. But if I live in the flesh, he knew this was one of his last letters he wrote. So he was getting ready to, to move out of this life and into eternity. If I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I what not, or I, I, I don't know. I'm in a strait betwixt two. Having a desire to depart. Paul said, I can't wait to get to heaven. I can't wait to to see Jesus face to face. And to be with Christ, which is far better. He had a good understanding, didn't he? Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. This man believed what he preached. He said, I'm not afraid to die. It's better. Honestly, it'd be better to be in heaven, to be with Jesus. It's better for me to be with the Lord. But even though I'm in prison and even though I'm alone most of the time and I do know that while I'm here, I can have an effect. I can labor. I can still do works. I've heard it preached so often. It's better to be here because you can lay up treasures. Hey, forget about the treasures. Think about the people you can help. Those treasures you're going to get. But think about the people that you can bless and maybe you can help somebody be saved. If you just get one in all the years, if you just get one person to be saved, what a blessing that would be. Say, so, oh, you know what? I've got a jewel in my crown because I didn't lose my temper. <laughs> because I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't slap somebody when they deserved it. <laughs> I, I think you, you, I think the the focus needs to be you help somebody be stronger in the kingdom. You help somebody. Get to heaven. Amen. You are a blessing, encouragement, a friend like Jesus. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to have so many blessings in heaven because I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I kept myself from this. Oh, I really had trouble, but I overcame and I didn't, I really didn't lose control there. 
No, no, no. That's, that is that loser mentality of limiting God to just make, make sure somehow, some way that I can get to heaven. No, you're going to make it. Start focusing on others. To be with Christ is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you for your furtherance and joy of faith. For your furtherance. Paul said, I want to help somebody get farther. You helping anybody be stronger today? Helping the church be stronger today? Helping some, when you get your focus on, on God, what God wants for you, that's the beginning. And it just keeps getting better and better. So many people miss the very heart of, and Lord willing, we're going to talk more about that tonight. Just what, what the vision really is. You've got to understand what God's called us to do. Amen? Amen. But if all your focus is, I just don't want to backslide and be lost. Oh, I, Agreed. That should be It's like saying, I sure would like to keep breathing the next 10 minutes. Why are we talking about that? That should that's pretty obvious. Right. But why is that even a thought? Something wrong? You having problems? We can get that taken care of. Amen. Get you breathing in no time. You really think there's a problem that if you are so worried about falling away, then where are you living? Where are you walking? Well, praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. We limit God. Thereby limiting ourselves in our walk with God. The victory that you have, the strength that you have, the joy that you have. Because you don't see the need around. Jesus said, look around. Just like you can look out the door and see the fields white under harvest. Not this time of year around here, but at that time. You can see fields, could see fields that were ready to harvest. Jesus said, do you see this day and age? People have hurt you. People have disappointed you. People have done you wrong. Yes, yes, I know. Yes. Oh, but help us, God. Help us to have a burden. One of the prophets spoke to Israel. He said, your houses are immaculate. They're beautiful. You've got everything you ever thought you would ever have and more. The wealth the comfort that you have. But he said, woe unto you because you're at ease in Zion. You don't carry a burden for the people that I've died for, the people that I've paid a price to be saved. When you come into the family of God, when you come into His kingdom, He's calling you to be a laborer. Calling you to to work diligently. Do what you can. 
God's church needs all the help it can get. Can you be a blessing? Can you be a help? Can you let God work in you in the little things? See what God does when you plant that little seed. See what great things come out of your life. When you start getting the understanding of what the purpose is, what the, the goal is, the vision. See how God just begins to work in greater and greater ways. Come on, let's find a place to find. such a work to do, such a need, such a need, Lord, in this day, Lord, for laborers. Help us, God, to have your heart, your direction every day. Lord, bless your people now, I pray, God, work through us throughout the week, Lord, open those doors and help us to shine the light. We love you, Lord, we thank you, God. 
Keep us safe as we travel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.